Welcome back to another episode of Speaking Literally, where the books speak for themselves. I'm Holly. And I'm Liz. And I feel like we have just not done this in an eon. It feels like it's been, yeah, been forever. I mean, I had some message you last night and going, uh, what time are we joining the call today? Because I can't remember what time we join anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ironically, this is like one of the, the second to last times that we'll join at certain times because then again, the timings are going to be changing end of next month. Oh, the that's true. The of daylight saving time. See, Arizona, we don't do that. Our clocks no, never change. I wish we didn't. I wish we didn't. It's just a pain. Well, you know, and I hear that there's a lot of, um, there. every year I feel like there's talks about stopping it, but it never, yeah. it never actually happens. I think because the whole of Europe pretty much need to agree. But, and they'll yeah, never do that. <laughs> Europe <laughs> never agrees about anything. <laughs> let, let's just be honest on that. Um, all right. Well, here we are. We're back to talk about some books, finally. Um, yeah. We have an exciting episode. We have our first author guest of 2024 who will be joining us in yeah. a little bit. Um, so that will be super exciting. Um, which the first thing that I want to talk to you about today actually kind of fits that mold because Katie that's joining us is a romance uh, writer. Uh, her first book was Lesson Learned and she has a, her sequel coming out later this month. But do you have in England where you are any bookstores that sell just exclusively romance books? Um... I can't think of any that I've seen, so sadly. I don't think we do. I mean, that would be amazing. But, yeah, I don't think, as, as far as I'm aware, we don't, unless they're somewhere way up north. Oh. Well, maybe you should take, like, a little trip <laughs> and explore the entirety of England to see if you can find any. <laughs> Bookshop tours. There he is. Oh, wouldn't that be amazing just to, like, I don't know. Like, I love to, like, check out bookstores when I travel. I'm sure you do, too. <gasps> yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> well, look, we're already off topic. Okay, so the reason I ask is because um, there was a, a recent article published in The Guardian that talked about these bookstores um, that stock just romance, nothing else, no fantasy, no nonfiction, just straight up all romance books. Um, and that about five years, kind of like it's becoming a trend here in the United States, apparently. Uh, five years ago, there was just one single isolated little romance store. Um, but now they're beginning to become a little bit more popular. So just in 2023, so just last year, eight more dedicated romance novel bookstores opened. Um, they opened in places like Wichita, Kansas and Belfast, Maine. Um, and then three more have opened so far in 2024. We're only two months into the year and we've already three had three. More. That's yeah. crazy. In Florida, Utah, and then another one is planned to open in, in Portland. And I mean, I'm sure that you've seen it too. It's romance has just kind of like become this huge, huge like genre all of a sudden. I mean, I guess we have something to thank Colleen Hoover for. <laughs> <laughs> True. She true. is a massive, yeah, she's got to be like one of the biggest drivers for, for romance. Yeah. But I think it's good. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, it's February. So I always read, read my share of romance in February because um, I'm such a seasonal reader. 
Yeah, um, you are. So I've read, I've read a few of my romances. I've discovered that I do like cowboy romance, which is, is a different one. It's a new one for me. Really? <laughs> I have not. I've seen them. I've seen the, the, the cowboy. It was pretty good. What is it about the cowboy yeah. romance you liked? Ah, oh, maybe it was just the rugged male who could. I mean, it was a rodeo one as well, which is quite kind of, which is quite interesting. Uh, he he did the rodeo. Uh, so yeah, it I was, just it was, whenever I think of hard. cowboy romance, I think about like the the cowboy riding his horse and just kind of galloping and then the woman is just standing there and he just swoops her up and puts her on the back of his horse and they ride <laughs> off into the sunset i'm sure that's probably not not what happens it's very stereotypical um, but yeah, I, I mean this one was um yeah this one was about who he did the rodeo and it's all about he was like a a uh, american famous uh rodeo master i can't remember the correct term for radio people are but uh yeah it was uh it was the one at flawless by elsie silver uh by elsie silvers it was oh. all like a big series but yeah that was good interesting so i found it yeah a new <laughs> new romance unlocked <laughs> a, a new little subgenre of romance <laughs> well this this is interesting I, I love the title so of this bookstore so six years ago there's only one romance bookstore in the entire united states that was exclusive to romance and it was mm. called and, it, and it's it, i believe it still exists and it's called the ripped um, bodice um mm. and it's, it's in la um mm. and it's named after the bodice ripper which was historical romances of the 80s and 90s so that's kind of cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, he, yeah, but over the last three years, U.S. print book sales. So, like, I mean, obviously, we know that we we do we have the audio and um, we have a lot of like you know the e ebooks are super super popular with you know Kindle and all of that. But the U.S. print book sales has increased a hundred and seventeen percent over the last three years, which is why we're seeing this huge increase in actual storefront um, romance bookshops uh, because the the number of book novel sales has has gone from 18 million in 2020 to 36 million in 2023 so you think about it it's kind of it kind of happened since covid when we were all like quarantined and we needed happy endings to what we were reading (laughs) It's quite funny. Yeah, a lot of people went turn to romance. I turned to fantasy. Like I that's how that's how I kind of gained my love of fantasy was during lockdown. I just need I needed to get away somewhere. A world that doesn't have COVID and lockdowns. <laughs> yeah. Um one hundred percent. It's just like you need to escape and just, you know whatever. It was like ugh. Yeah. I mean, that's when we started, like, I think you did too. That's when we started our bookstagram pages on Instagram was during COVID. Um, I started my blog and my website. Like, it's just, we were all looking for... Right at the end of it, didn't it? Yeah. We were just all looking for stuff. So, um, so yeah. So if you're in the US, you know, start looking for these little places that are going to (laughs) start popping up if you're a huge romance reader. And I'm sure at some point it'll, the success of it, I'm sure will, will spur places like England to oh yeah um, to open them when they see this if if they're successful here so yeah all and right no matter well, what Holly says no matter what Holly says she is slowly becoming a romance reader <laughs> I do I always say that I don't read romance but I, I 
And then I, when you when I ask you what you're reading right now, it's like it's a romance, <laughs> usually. <laughs> I don't think like, am I reading a romance right now? We'll get to that later. <laughs> I'm not far enough into the book, but I didn't think it was a romance. I thought it was a fantasy. All right. Oh, what are you reading? Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to it. We'll get there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Speaking of reading, I, there's no real. I can't do a jump to this one to the to the new news. So I'm not even going to try. Uh, actually, do you know what? Speaking of romance and sexy, uh, Gen Zs believe that reading is sexy. Uh, and in fact, they are turning to physical books and libraries. See, that's um, why they need these romance bookshops because they want to go buy the books. Jump successful. <laughs> you go, Gen Zs. Uh, so yeah, I think this is really interesting that we are finding that Gen Zs um, prefer physical books, which is amazing because I mean, we all love physical books and. The concern that obviously as the as the generations went on that everything would become more digital because everything else in the world is becoming more digital over kind of physical. So the fact that they are um they are so into their kind of their physical books is yeah, is really promising. And it's a good it means that our hopefully our bookshops will will survive and will thrive through this. <laughs> well, yeah, and if you look at the, um, like, I had to go and look up the, the dates for the different generations because I never remember, like, when one ends and one begins. Generations are just weird like that to me. And this generation, the Gen, the, the Gen Z generation, um, ended in 2012. So the younger end of that, that population is only 12. So, you know, it's like 12 to, um, I don't do math, you know that. 10 20 like 26 ish so we still have like a pretty young gen z that's looking at physical books and libraries so that's just going to probably yeah it's going to hold true and it's going to hold consistent and um, i think that's it says a lot of good things for um gen z i'm interested to see where um this current generation this generation alpha is the generation that we're in right now that started, you know, at the end of Gen Z and ends this year. So this is the last, yeah, this is the last year of um, Generation Alpha. So it'll be interesting to see what their reading trends are and what they prefer. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think what's interesting, I think part of this has got to be the rise of BookTok and kind of the influence that social media has had on, on the book community, obviously with Bookstagram, with BookTok, with BookTube, um, because the genera- generation Z are so into their their pla- their social platforms, oh, yeah. then it's kind of a natural progression if you do read to to kind of promote your your reading through the social platform. So I think that's probably had a big a big influence um, because BookTok is especially because of the fact that they love they love TikTok. TikTok's one of their kind of main platforms, mm-hmm. um, and BookTok has become such a big thing on the platform. And it definitely is geared to like the like a younger generation. Like I'm like, oh, maybe I'll do that. And I'm like, no, I'm I I'm too old. I don't know if I'm if I'm hip or cool enough to do a book talk channel. (laughs) I've seen people older than you doing it. I I think that book talk can be for for like any age group. I mean, yes, it is a lot of younger people on there, but 
at the end of the day, they just want to see book recommendations. They book lovers go on there to look at book recommendations, to look at kind of people's opinions on the books. So maybe it would be it would be quicker for me to do book reviews if I just did audio. <laughs> And then I could just, I could actually get through them, and I won't have my backlog of like ten reviews I need to write. That's true, exactly. Do it in like ten minutes. Ten <laughs> reviews done. I quite like, I quite like that. Um, there's this trend at the moment. I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a trend for silent reviews. So basically, they hold up the book, and sometimes they'll have like a bit of text on the screen, just with like a quick kind of bullet points, and they'll go like, yeah, uh, like. Low, like thumbs down or like the rating up top. I'm like hand gestures, I mean, Liz. That could go that could yeah. go downhill very quickly if people are doing <laughs> hand gestures. <laughs> and just remember, this is a podcast. People can't see your hands. Yeah, but, but uh, me. that's why I just said thumb down. <laughs> I just realized that when I was doing that, I was thinking, yeah, that's not going to translate to the podcast. Um, but yeah, they they do like hand gestures and they do like the rating up the top of the the screen, which is it's quite interesting. It's become po- quite a popular thing. I suppose it's good for people who aren't particularly confident speaking, yeah. but who don't mind being on screen, kind of thing. See, I don't mind speaking. I'm just not a big fan of having my face on screen. So yeah, I would have I'm to do same. like voiceovers. <laughs> I've done that. I did, I have tried doing like a few on TikTok, uh, not with my face on the screen, just on like with books on the screen and with a few voiceovers and they didn't do too badly <laughs> I just okay for keeping it up though well maybe that'll like, be my summer Instagram project the... is to is to try over the summer to to mess it's around with it yeah it'll it's distract fun, me from my, yeah. my my kid leaving to go to college <laughs> exactly get another little side I side know. project going a little side project that I need just what I need one more thing my husband will be like oh great you have one more thing one more book thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that's funny. So, all right. So we every every episode, I feel like we have like a little tiny segment where we talk about adaptations um, that are coming up. So last weekend we went. We had a, a three day weekend um, for President's Day, and we went to see the movie Madam Web. Oh yeah, and, yeah. Um, we. Partly because we heard a lot of bad reviews about it, and we always like to see <laughs> to make our own decisions. Um, yeah, you know, I thought it was I thought it was fine. Like I'm usually a pretty yeah, it's it's a superhero movie, and um, it's just it's just really weird because I'm watching the whole movie and um, the the girl who plays and I can never think I'm horrible with names. I can never remember her name, her name. but the girl who plays the main character, Dakota Johnson, Dakota, yeah, she yeah. She no, is it Dakota Johnson? Yes. Dakota, yeah, Dakota John- something. Yeah, it is Johnson. It is Dakota Johnson, yeah. Um, she, all I could think of the whole time I'm watching that movie is Fifty Shades of Grey. Because, <laughs> because she, she plays Anastasia in Fifty Shades character. of Grey. And so I'm, I'm like, this is just so awkward. Like, yeah. But anyways, um, Madam Web was a pretty good movie. But the whole reason I brought that up was because um, one of our favorite parts about going to the movies is we like to see the trailers um, about movies that are coming out. And this trailer started and the, the you know they started doing the like the talking and the voiceover and the and the footage and I'm like, oh oh my god, I think I know what this is. And I'm like and I'm start like I start kind of like 
as it goes on, I'm like, it is. And I'm like telling like my husband's on one side of me, my daughter's on the other side of me. And I'm like, you guys, you guys. And they're like, shut up, shut up. Um, and I had no idea that this was becoming a movie. Um, but it is, uh, the watchers by AM shine. It is a thriller horror, um, book and I read it last year the beginning towards the probably about this time last year it was part of my yeah um 12 and 12 and 12 challenges and yeah and so like and I remember reading like starting and going oh well all right we'll see we'll see what this is um and it's really it's it's really good I mean basically it's like um there's like this it's in it's in Ireland and this like you know spooky forest and anytime someone drives kind of like near it or into it their car dies so then people get out of their car and they walk through the forest but there's like these creatures that live that come out at night in the in the forest Mm -hmm. and you have to be inside this building and then at and the building kind of has like this glass wall so at night these creatures come out and they watch they watch the humans in this little tiny building um and so yeah so that's Ooh, a, okay not, yeah. i have added that to my list because it sounds very interesting it's, it's i always i'm always looking for more horror books yeah and and me too because like I love horror and I just find like it like cre- like creepy like stolen tongues. That wasn't scary, but my goodness yeah. was that creepy. Uh, <gasps> oh, 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 speaking of horror, uh I read one recently which I think you'd read uh, that you'd probably enjoy. It's a very short story as well. It's called The Modern Prometheus. Hang on, I got to find something He's to looking write for with. pen and paper. Yeah. <laughs> I got the paper. I, lo- I don't know what I did with my pen. What is it called? The Modern the modern Prometheus. Is it a horror? It's really good. Yeah, it's a horror. It's about this guy who wakes up um, and basically he's been in a car accident and the scientist has put him back together with like different people's body parts. Oh. Sounds like um, Unwind. Yeah. Have you ever read the Unwind trilogy or series? I think no, I haven't, haven't before. read that. Um, Unwind, it's a YA series. I think there's four books. Um, okay. I've tried to get my son to read it, um, cause I think he would like it, but he, he's like addicted to the Scythe series and he's just rereading Scythe. Um, but oh, it's, uh, he's reading Neil Schusterman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no way. Um, and he's read the he read the the trilogy like during COVID, but now he's which is hilarious because he um, he read it during COVID because I made him I made him read a book and now he's rereading the first scythe for his for his AP Lit class and I'm like really because they got to pick a book and so naturally you know what do 17, 18 year old kids do when they have to when they get to choose a book to read for their AP lit class they all pick books they've all read so like his best friend is reading the Hunger Games he's reading (laughs) Scythe and I'm like whatever Um, but Unwind I think you know it's you know it made me think of it when you said that they put him back together using other people's body parts because Unwind is um it's it's like a dystopic society where um instead of being able to like abortions are outlawed However, you can do kind of a like reverse 
abortion. So like you have the ability, like when a kid between a certain age, you can decide, yeah, nope, this, this kid needs to be unwound and is going to be like a menace to society or whatever. And so what they do is then they kind of like, they harvest the, the, the bodies and then like everything from like skin to hair to like eyeballs to like wow. everything. Okay. Um, is that also by Neil Shusterman? I think I've just found it. Could very well be uh, that one. Hang on, let me. Uh, Is that like familiar? Let me see. Because it says, yeah, unwind distology, book one. Yep. There's unwind on. Un... That's Neil the one Schusterman. Yeah. When we just talk about side, that's really. Strange. I know. This has turned into the uh, Neil Schusterman. Maybe we need to get him on our show. Do you know what? I was just thinking about reading the the the, um, the one I haven't read yet, the gleanings. Oh, I need to read that one too. <clears throat> yeah, I still have that one. I think about reading that one soon. <laughs> yeah. So, back Ooh, to the okay, Watchers. <laughs> that movie's coming out. <laughs> um, and then, and then the only other like you know adaptation that we've kind of talked about in the past, but um, has kind of like. I, I was I was I was like horribly sick with the flu in the beginning of, of January and I watched the lessons in chemistry adaptation and you'd already seen it you had already watched it and you kept telling yeah. me like you're gonna love it you're gonna love it you're gonna <laughs> love it um and I did I loved it I watched I like when I was so sick I couldn't focus long enough to read so I watched the tv but then I just recently saw something come out about um Bonnie Garmus the author um mm-hmm. and information that lessons of chemistry was her was her debut book and anybody and this this is more like motivational anybody who thinks they're too old to do something new or you know at this point in my life why bother writing that book that i've been trying to write she was 66 years old as a debut author that's amazing that really is amazing i mean look how far it's come we've it's won multiple awards it was like year four last it was wasn't it waterstones and barnes and noble book of the year yeah now it's a tv series as well it's yeah it's done so well for itself that's and amazing that it, 66 yeah and i'm just like oh my gosh that gives me such hope <laughs> <laughs> but exactly you've still got at least a decade uh, what <laughs> How old do you think I am? I'm kidding. You've got ages. I have like two de- two decades, so it's not that much longer. Um, at least three decades. Oh yeah, maybe even four. Um. So, but what's interesting is that this, you know, reading the article about it, it really seemed as if it wasn't even a book that she was like working on for like years yeah. and years and years. It started because she had a bad day at work, and literally she was there was like she had this whole presentation and it was like wonderful and 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 everything that they were asked but she went in and presented to a room full of like men um and she was literally cast aside in that presentation and she had a really crappy day and she turned that into this amazing book it just goes to show, I mean, you can be one or two people. You can make, you can let a bad day consume you and just make you be in a really bad mood and just kind of lose, th- lose faith and everything. Or 
you can use that energy from that bad day and you can create something amazing with it. Yeah, exactly. I think about all my bad days. I'm like, I should be having like, you know, 72 <laughs> books out right now. <laughs> Some of your stories, yeah, you should do a killing with them. Oh, good Lord, I know. <laughs> yep. um, but speaking of Lessons Chemistry, if you haven't read it, then go up, where have you been? First of all, exactly. go and read it. But if you haven't read it, there is a stunning version out right now, um, which is a cloth-bound classics. Uh, I think it's Penguin um, are doing it, and it's oh, it's just stunning. I showed it to Holly um, it's a while beautiful. ago, and it's amazing. So you should definitely get that one because yeah. it'll look amazing on your bookshelf. So see, you waited long enough. Now you can go read this amazing book, have a beautiful cloth-bound edition to add to your bookshelf and then exactly. you can watch the amazing the amazing adaptation that stars Brie Larson who does an amazing job exactly and I mean the only other so speaking of adaptations um there was another one that came up recently I don't know if you saw it or you haven't watched it but you might have seen it um being advertised on Netflix and it was a tv series version of One Day do you know the, the uh, book by like David you, Nichols I was gonna say I remember you telling me about that about so one there's day. A, yeah, so there's a book. Uh, no, there is a book. It started with a book. <laughs> there's lots there of is, books. <laughs> That's um, why we have this film, podcast. <laughs> there was a really good film version. Film, a film adaptation came out 10, 15 years ago, maybe longer. I don't know if you must have seen the film, Holly. The film of One Day with Anne Hathaway in it. No, I think we had this conversation oh. before and I told you I hadn't seen it. And you like, you must have like repressed the memories. Probably. I was so, so shocked that it was just, yeah, repressed right down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I started, I did start watching the TV series the other day, and I think the main male character, Dex, was done really well. Uh, but I just, it's the main female character. I mean, Anne Hathaway did such a good job in the film. I just can't, just, I'm struggling to warm up to her. They're, they're sticking pretty good with the story um, most of the time, which is surprising considering it's a TV series, but yeah, I'm I'm struggling to properly kind of to warm up to to the to the female character, but yeah. I guess we shall see. Well, you know, but happens. no, I mean this year we've we've got quite a few, haven't we? This year for adaptations that are being are being announced quite a quite a lot. So yeah, it'll yeah, be an exciting I mean, year for sure. Um, and then and we're also, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, with the only other thing that I did hear recently is that. Uh, we did hear that A Court of Thorns and Roses has kind of made a bit of progress because we haven't heard about that TV series for a long time. Um, <laughs> we heard the announcement of what, about a year and a half ago now? <laughs> I, I feel um, like it's been forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, it sounds like that they are making progress. Um, and they also released a trailer for season two of uh, Interview with Vampire. Mm. So that's, that was, that's pretty exciting, which I saw season one. It was so good. It was that's really good. That's cool. Yeah, so lots of adaptations coming, and there's I feel like there's always new ones being announced like every week. So it's it's pretty. Oh cool. yeah, definitely. Yeah, but like with Watchers, I had no idea it was even. Oh oh, and guess who is like producing or directing or whatever you want to call it? Hey. M Night Shyamalan. Oh <gasps> no! Yes, oh my God, that's, gonna, that's gonna be amazing. Yes. <gasps> 
Yep. Okay. So. I, I need to. I need to watch. I need to read the book like as soon as possible so I can watch that film because it's kind. Of, the movie is worth a god of thrillers. No, and I'm just like oh I, I am so excited to see what he how what he does with oh this book. Um, oh, Split was just. <sighs> yeah, I like. Yeah, his. Like the village. Oh my God, that was like crazy. Oh my God, that was creepy. <laughs> yeah. That was and so creepy. It was like, yeah, so I'm so excited. And it's like, it's funny because it's like. How could you not start with that? <laughs> I, well, I, I guess I forgot. It's funny because even in the trailer for the movie, it comes on with like a black screen and it's just like, and then, yeah. you know, his little, his little name like fades across the screen. And I'm like, oh my God. And I'm like, I thought I had heard he was done, that he wasn't going to be doing any more movies. And then his name <gasps> comes across the screen before the trailer oh even starts. And I'm like, and I turned to my husband. I'm like, we are seeing this movie. And then, then the trailer begins. And then the, the reality of what the movie is hit me. And I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. Okay. So, yeah. I need to find out when that's coming out in the UK. Yeah. It's, and I have to be, oh, 7th of June for the UK. I'm yeah. I was going to say it's coming out in June. Um, so it seems like it's coming okay. out both. Yeah. Oh. I will read that next month. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, it's a it's a pretty good book. Um, there's some there's some pretty good twists in it, um, which nice. is why I'm excited that M Night Shyamalan is uh, is taking. I was going to say, if it's a twisty horror, that's kind of that's his jam. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's exciting. Oh, um, all right. Well, we're about to head into break. Um, the one last thing is. Um, the the Tucson Festival of Books is coming up. Liz, there's still time for you to fly across the pond and come join us. I'm still waiting for my transfer from you. Yeah. I- <laughs> That's the money for flights. <laughs> I, know. Ooh, I know. Which I can only imagine how much that's going to be if it was going to cost me like $200 Ooh. to send you a tiny box. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so that's coming up in two weeks. And Steph is flying in from Oregon to stay with her mother-in-law for the weekend so that we're going to meet up. And um, we uh, we have podcast stickers. We've ordered our podcast T-shirts. Um, oh, this and the t-shirts look amazing. They're so so I need to cute. Put my order in. Yeah, um, yeah. Order because Liz, uh, um, Steph's yeah. gonna bring it to you when she flies over. Yeah, over there later. Um, and I'm I'm gonna give her a look. They're still sitting here waiting for me to somehow get <laughs> to you. Still behind you. Um, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna send the the Giver by Lewis Lowry and the Outsiders by S. E. Hitton. I'm gonna give them to her to bring Whoa. to you. Um, because <laughs> your life is not complete because you haven't read those two books. Okay, well, as you're like physically, I'm expecting a nice little message inside. Yeah, like that's a nice s- little. Oh yes, absolutely. And I'll send you <laughs> some stickers, and it'll be a whole little Aww. goodie bag for you. I so, um, yeah, so we're super excited to be going to the Festival of Books. Um, there's some amazing people that are going to be there. Um, TJ Klune is going to be there. R.L. Stein is going to be there. <gasps> yeah. TJ so, Klune is going to be at Tucson. Yes. So, <gasps> no. um, oh my yeah, God, so he's going to be part of like, um, he's part of some panels. Um, so... Yeah, give so, him one of our stickers and uh, try and get him on our show. Like, Here, you want to come we, on our show? Um, oh, yeah, so I will clear a weekend just for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's so many big name authors are coming. Wow. It's going to be so so exciting, so much fun, um, and it's the perfect time of year. The weather's weather's amazing. So yeah, so we'll be posting a lot on um, Instagram. 
for the book festival uh steph and i are planning on trying to get on and you know you know we're a little older so technology you know we're not the gen z's um so we're gonna try to do some instagram live while we're down there um so yeah so just march 9th and 10th so it's um not next weekend it's in two weeks so um yeah, so we're super excited about that. So be on the lookout oh. for that. Yeah. Um, TJ Clean, you have to you have to get TJ Clean on, on our podcast. <laughs> I, will, I will do my best. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so if you're in the, the area of Tucson, Arizona, and you're interested, it is a free event. Everything is free. All the panels are free. Um, obviously, the books are not free, but they're there's like a whole book like pop-up bookstore um where you can buy the books and then most of the authors have um autograph times um and signing time so you can buy their book and then go get them to autograph it and um yeah it's really cool it's on the campus of the university of arizona which is also a beautiful location yeah it's just fantastic you're gonna get house and serenity signed by the genius I'm going to do my best. That's my goal. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. So, so on that note, we're going to take a quick break, <laughs> and then we'll be right back. All right. Welcome back. All right, so this is kind of like our little shorter segment of the episode where we kind of give you the information on um, what's what's topping the, the, the New York Times bestseller list, what's coming out, and we just like to share what we're currently reading. So, Liz, what's what's currently in your in your hands? Uh, so I'm reading two books at the moment. I am re- well, actually technically three, but um, I'm reading the ebook of. Um, it's actually my, my second book of the 12 books for 20, 2024. And this one is The Undertaking of Heart and Mercy uh, by Megan Bannon, which is it's a cute kind of fantasy romance, um, kind of fantasy romance comedy. Uh, but it is pretty much based on the film You've Got Mail. But instead of emails, it's letters, which is really cute. Um, and because it's February, as I said, I've been reading romance and I'm reading uh, it's it's kind of a cheesy love story, uh, oh. which is uh, based on a, in a pizza pizza parlor in America. So, yeah, maybe it's my kind of two romance ones. And for my audio uh, at the moment, I'm reading uh, it's called Airhead, the Imperfect Art of Making News. And it's basically like a memoir of this famous newscaster. Um, which is really fascinating because I did journalism at university. Mm-hmm. So it's um, it's just been really, so far they've got up to uh, where they've been interviewing Bill Clinton when he was in office. And it's, yeah, Ooh. it's really fascinating kind of fascinating stories. Yeah. Uh-huh. She interviewed him. It's, it's a, um, a reporter called Emily Maitlis. Maitlis. Uh, she, did, she was a BBC reporter for quite a while. So yeah, no, that's really interesting. But, yeah. So those are two. Heart. What else are you reading? That's three. Oh. So the Mistake Your Heart and Mercy. The it's a kind of cheesy, cheesy love story. Oh yeah, yeah. And, I, I, yeah I, I don't, I don't do math. Remember, I don't, I don't <laughs> math. <sighs> We've been through so, this yeah. <laughs> two years. My math has not improved. <laughs> But at the moment, I think the undertaking of Heart and Mercy is—is is, I think this one's a part of a 
either a duology or a series because I know there's another one already out um but it's cute it's like a little she's a undertaker he's a, a marshal um protecting like the other world which is called eternity yeah. um and it's all got got old gods new gods so it's it's a mixture of kind of human realm and and fantasy and kind of like the yeah who's that one fantasy by? realms uh that one is by megan bannon Ooh. and it's got a really cute cover as well i don't know if you can see it on oh i have seen, seen that before. i've seen that around yeah, yeah. Um, that was it. I'm yeah, so far second month, and I'm on my second book from twenty uh, twelve books for twenty twenty four. So I'm gonna stay the course. I'm gonna get them done this year, and I'm not gonna have loads left over like I always do. <laughs> well, I'm also reading my second book um, of of the same of the same challenge. So I'm reading. I just over the weekend started um, Belladonna, which. Mm. See, that's the book I said. I don't think that's a romance. I'm pretty sure that's a fantasy. That one is fantasy, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I'm reading... So that's that's my audio um, book that I'm listening to. And then I have an ebook that I'm re- reading. And it's probably the same one I was reading last time. Um, it's <laughs> Of Secrets and Beginnings by Ashlyn Rudd. Um but I'm like I'm now at forty percent through the book, so okay. I'm making progress. No, it's also think, weren't you reading the bus one last time? That was my physical copy book. Oh, okay. Yeah, and this is my ebook I'm reading. Um, now I did finish the fifty-seven bus, which was really really good, and I just started because I know it's going to take me a little while because it's a physical book. Um, the Light of the Fire by Sarah Lynn Brooks, who we'll be having on our show, I believe, in June. Um, but she, so I, I've started that one, um, to make sure that I have plenty of time to get through it because physical books take me a little while to get through. So that's what I'm currently reading right now. Um, I'm loving it. Two fantasies and, um, and kind of more of a kind of contemporary fiction for Light of the Fire. Um, but they're, they're all pretty good so far. Um, so when it comes to the New York Times bestseller list, Liz, there was a huge shakeup finally in, in the past um oh yeah this week well had we recorded last week so we were supposed to record last weekend but then there was illnesses so we postponed it to this week um last week there was a a bigger shakeup in the in the top okay. in the top 5 like literally last week iron flame dropped out of the top 5 no way wow. yeah um this week it is back in um and last week like fourth wing had dropped to like four four or five like yeah it was it was crazy um but this week number one for the second week in a row is the women by Kristen hannah okay yeah so i believe she's always pretty big yeah she is i haven't i haven't read anything by her um i have firefly lane on my bookshelf i've seen the tv series yeah, I haven't seen it's it. Emotion- it's so emotional. Yeah, I think so that's emotional. part of why I haven't read the book. <laughs> <laughs> you should still read it. I bet it's a good book. I'm sure, oh, I'm sure it is. Really I, I'll, I'll probably at some point list. <laughs> like, it's a thick book, so like that's intimidating to me when I have to like I read bet. a physical book. So at some point, I'll probably do the audio because the um, – <laughs> come here. It gets stuck on my shelf. But it's like a thick – it's pretty big. It's um Oh, I thought I thought it was going to be like Stephen King 112263 thick. That's not that thick. No, it's not. I mean, you should that. see the new Shelby Maherin book that we've got to we've still got to read this year. 
Yeah, I've, that one's thick. But see, but that, that is a beast. Yeah. So this one is uh, 479 pages. Okay, so it's it's over average. Yeah, but the but the print isn't like big. <laughs> it's not that small. It's not large print. <laughs> you know, that so. big. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm like, huh. so when there's that many words on a page, I get a little intimidated. <laughs> okay, sorry, that's just you know my little quirk. All right, back to the list, Liz. Um, so number one this week was that was the women by Kristen Hanna. It's just her second week in the row, er, second week in a row at the number one spot. Um, fourth wing has moved back up into the number two spot, which makes sense. Nice. Um, Allie Hazelwood's new book, Bride, is is holding on in, in the top. So second week in a row, she's at number three this week. Four is Iron Flame has made it back in at number four. And then House of Flame and Shadow by Sarah J. Mass comes in at rounds out to number five. So yeah, so I don't think any of those books are pretty surprising. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm kind of surprised. Do you know what? One thing I am surprised about is the rise of the rom-coms, so like the, the Ali Hazelwoods, because if you think about it, a few years ago, you'd have never seen rom-coms in the New York Times bestseller list. It would have been very kind of traditional crime, thriller, content- like maybe the occasional contemporary historical fiction. It would have been all the kind of serious books. So now that we're seeing more fantasy, more rom-com. Mm-hmm. It's just so, it's so heartwarming to see. I know. I mean, Bride, Bride was so good. You have to see Bride. Bride I know. You have to I, Bride. I need to. I need to read it. It's on my list, and you know, I just, <laughs> I just finished. Well, not just, but like a week ago, I finished the Love Hypothesis. Because remember, I said I was going to read the Love Hypothesis, yeah. and I still have to read this other one that we talked about. Happy, and you know it, um, was the <laughs> other one that I said I have to, I have to read this year. Um, so 50% of the way through that little challenge. Uh, and I, I did really, really like the love hypothesis. Uh, See, I knew you would. But I did, I did but... tell you I was, I was a little frustrated <laughs> um, because that's, you know, her, what, is, what was her name? Olive? Yeah. Um, I, get, I get frustrated with, with behaviors like Olive when I'm just like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Like, but, but you reminded me, you're like, well, she was just not ready to tell him. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I get it. I get it. But, oh, so they're all kind of along the line, like really kind of nice, cozy romances like that. And especially as I say, the first two are the science. So the love and the brain is also women's STEM. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah. So I read two of hers recently, Check and Mate, which was really cute. And actually kind of got me interested in, in chess. Not enough to play it because I'm, <laughs> I'm really not a good chess player. Um, but it was interesting. It kind of, it it made me read about chess and it didn't, I didn't fall asleep. And isn't that one like, <laughs> um, um, isn't that like a, a geared to like YA, Check and Mate? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's her first kind of soiree into into. YA and then obviously Bride um, which is that was really good and that was her first kind of little adventure into fantasy because mm-hmm. it was um, obviously about about wolves and some supernatural beings Yeah, and that was yeah that was really good and there's some funny memes around which when you read the book you'll know and it's just it's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> it's um, the whole if you know you know yeah, so if, anyone's re- if, if anyone's read it <laughs> <laughs> You know. <laughs> That's so funny. 
so then speaking of young adult the young adult hardcover um number one is still divine rivals by rebecca ross you haven't read that one yet have you no no i'm i haven't read the first one either well divine rivals oh wait, is that the is the last one. one isn't it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. No, i haven't read that <laughs> the second the second one ruthless vows is at number three and then powerless by lauren roberts is in Ooh. number two is that like the second book of a series yeah it's like a i think it's like a novella because she's been all over tiktok she is quite a, a big kind of social media person um, yeah, the first one was something less. Uh, there was Powerless, and there was... Um, yeah, no idea. Something less. Hang on a second. Well, uh, Powerless is definitely Reckless. not a novella. It's 528 oh. pages. Okay. <laughs> Reckless. Reckless is, Reckless. Uh, I think, the first one. Oh, wait, no, Reckless is a new one. Oh, Powerless is the first one. Yeah, I'm sorry, Powerless is her first one. Power, Powerless came out in no, November 7th of 2023. So it, it's only been out for like four yeah. months. Yeah, yeah. So that came out first. And then she's got another one coming out in July called Reckless. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, so that's pretty impressive that it's, it's come up to number two then. Yeah, after it's, it's, being... it's been hanging around in the top five for a while. It, it'll drop, but then it'll come back up. So knowing that... Power social media. Uh, yeah, exactly. If, if she has the, the next one coming out... Um, yeah, but it's definitely, uh, it's a chunker at 528 pages. So <laughs> That is pretty big. But to be fair, like a lot of the fantasies do tend to be quite chunky. I mean, think about oh, absolutely. Eternal Flame, um, Iron Flame. That was, wasn't that about 500 pages, 600 pages? Uh, yeah. That was probably, quite long. Yeah. yeah. They've, and I mean, you think about like, like all of those books, um, the Blood and all Ash the series. Books. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly they're all which by the way oh, we forgot about the new blood and ash from blood and ash series uh book have you seen it oh it came out last week yeah it was based on um well, it, it was, was like written from willa willa's point of view and kind of like uh it's a it's a, it's a companion book so it's not like a new yeah, like book but it's to in progress the series but it's like her like willa's explanation of her the observations world. and yeah. yeah i'm quite excited about that one yeah, I feel like we need to we need to get into that at some point. <laughs> I know we need to we need to get that one. Um, all right, hang on, I'm looking to see. Yeah, Iron Flame was 640 pages. So yeah, a lot most most fantasies do, these days tend to be pretty chunky. Yeah, maybe that's which part, I like. like you, I, they have yeah. to be. I, I they have love to be the longer the world. books. I just exactly. need to do them as audios. So you can't see how long it is. Well, that because, yeah, because it would take me like three months to finish it. You could do ebooks because then you can't see how long it is either, except for when the percentage isn't going up very fast. Right, but <laughs> I can't read an ebook while I drive my kids around. Yeah, <laughs> I can't read an true. ebook while I clean my house, but I can definitely do an audio while I do those things. So that is true. Yep. All right, moving on. What books do we have coming out in the next couple of weeks? Because we're only like three weeks away from our next episode too, which is a book club episode. Yeah, so this one is got. A, we'll probably have a few overlaps, but uh, or only one really. But yeah, we've got some big books coming out. Uh, we've got Murder Road by Simone St. James. That comes out both in the US and the UK on the 5th of March. 
Um, and then we've got uh, the second book in the series of Katie Coward, who, who is going to be joining us shortly. Um, her book is out on the 29th of March. And then probably the biggest release um, in the next few weeks is The Prisoner's Throne, which is by Holly Black. Um, and that continues on the last book that we've read of hers, uh, which I'm trying to remember the name of, Holly. Stolen, <laughs> the Stolen Heir. Stolen Heir. The Stolen Heir. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's the continuation of that one. And that also comes out both in the US and the UK on the 5th of March. And I actually think that the the stolen heir and the prisoner's throne is only a duology. So I think that this I think so, yeah. This ends it. Um, so I, I I wasn't a huge huge fan of the stolen heir, but I am eager and interested to see what happens with Oak. Like I was gonna say, I like Oak. Oak's sweet. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how he's sweet. Okay, he's not sweet, but he's he's a good character. He is a good character. We need we need we need to rethink he adjectives to, to describe him, but he used to be sweet, like yes. in the original trilogy. When when he was like seven or eight years old, they're all sweet. That is true. All right. Well, that wraps that up. We're gonna take a quick break, and when we return, we are gonna be joined by our guest author that we are super excited to welcome to our show. So we will be right back. And welcome back. We're so excited to be joined by author Katie Kaywood. Um, so to introduce her before we get started, Katie Kaywood is a romance author with an affinity for slow burns, soft uh, male main characters, and happily ever afters. She is an indie bookstore enthusiast and is never far from a tall cup of iced coffee. Uh, she lives in Indiana with her husband, son, and a small army of cats. Okay, so I have two questions just based on that for you, Katie. First of all, how are you doing, Katie? Welcome to the show. Hi. I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be here. It's great to talk to you guys. Yeah. All right, so my two questions about your little bio is, one, what is your iced coffee order? Uh, when I go to Starbucks, I, I'm, I'm pretty plain Jane. I just get a plain iced coffee with like their classic syrup, you know, maybe, maybe vanilla <laughs> if I'm feeling crazy, you know, but, um, I don't know. I guess that's kind of boring, but that's what I like. <laughs> hey man, you know, it's what you like. It's not boring. All right. My yeah. other question is this army of cats. Can you define <laughs> army of cats? Okay. Well, it's not so bad now. Now I only have three cats, but we did have a stray cat that showed up and um, she was pregnant when she came to us and she had a litter of kittens. And then before we were able to take her in to get her spayed, um, she really quickly had a second litter of kittens. And I don't know if you've ever tried to get rid of like, I think we had like 17 or 18 kittens here. Um, it's not very easy to do. Like we were, I mean, like it was around Halloween and I'm like, I'm going to start giving them out to trick or treaters. <laughs> We did eventually, we gave a lot of them to a friend who just has like a lot of barn cats. Um, and Aww. so she, now she has cats. So we've just got the three now. It's not so bad. <laughs> oh, that is absolutely hilarious. Oh, I couldn't even imagine. And <laughs> wow. not just 17 cats, but 17 kittens. Um, yeah. It just, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it just, it's, it's, it's sounds torturous. Um, all right. Well, well thank you for cute, indulging. <laughs> 
pee on a problem. <laughs> um, all right. So, well, let's talk um, a little bit about your your books. You have a, a series now because your second book is coming out. Mm -hmm. So now we can officially say that it's yeah. a series. Um, but your first book, um, Lesson Learned, came out um, like last spring, late spring, last right? August. Oh, August. August. Okay. Um, I'm like, I read it and I don't remember when it was that I read it. Um, so it came out in August and now your newest one, uh, Love Lessons, comes out at the end of this month. So can you just kind of tell us a little bit about like what your goal was or is with the, with these books, your series, kind of like what what is it about? Like, yeah, just kind of like give us the overview of where you were going with it. Sure. Um, well, I did not intentionally intend to um, – write a series. I was just going to write a standalone um, about teachers. You know, I used to teach pre-K. So like the idea to write a, a book about teachers who worked across the hall from each other, just, I mean, it just felt really natural for me to write. Um, and then just as I was writing Lesson Learned, I realized I'm kind of, I'm really connected to this character, Kindle as well. And like, and a lot of my beta readers and early readers really connected to her and just really liked her. And they just really wanted to see her get her happily ever after. So I'm like, okay, we'll give her her own book. So that's what Love Lessons is. Um, and it's actually, the series is going to be a five book series. And um, wow. I'm trying not to reveal too much about the next books. Um, but I will say that the next book's going in a little bit of a different direction. We might step outside of Grissom Elementary a little bit and kind of see what's going on in the rest of Woodvale, you know. Um, but the characters that are in these first two books will still appear in the next five books or the next three books, I guess. That kind of fascinates me because now I'm like, is Eli going to get his own book? <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Actually, oh. no. I've had, <laughs> I've had a couple people ask me that. I'm like, you know what? Like, I don't really want to give him a happily ever after. He, he just, I feel yeah. like he doesn't really deserve it. <laughs> he, he doesn't. We, we, don't, we don't want Eli. <laughs> <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> That's pretty exciting. So, um, obviously, as you say, you were a teacher once. Was there anything in particular that kind of sparked the idea of this is what you wanted to do um, and kind of anything motivated you or inspired you to write this particular series? Um, I've, I've tried to write other books. I was actually working on like um, a young adult series that I was trying to do. Um, and I just, I was not getting anywhere with these other manuscripts that I was working on. And I don't know what made me decide to try to write about teachers, but they always say, write what you know you know, and I've, I've been in schools and um, besides just teaching pre-K, I've also worked some other jobs that sort of um, where I was kind of working with other teachers and administrators. And so I kind of picked up some of their lingo and some of their day to day, you know, and I'm like, this, this is what I know. So why not give this a shot? <laughs> and I'm curious, are any of the characters based on like real life people that, you know, by any chance? Not not particularly, but I could just kind of took a lot of like my coworkers and um, managers that I've had and just sort of like molded them all into these characters. So just I've, I've taken bits and pieces of people that I know and I've put them in this book and and myself, too. <laughs> so and so speaking of kind of like the book, um, like I was going back and looking at um, lessons lessons uh, lesson learned um this morning because we were trying to before the show we were trying to remember the 
like we know like the the main characters of the story um but i was trying to go back to think about like the kids like the students like i never like really wrote down and yeah. i'm like i remember ava who is always the one who was like you know all about the love and the matchmaking and then i'm like what is the boy who is the boy and then we realized it was it was bentley <laughs> so when it came to yeah. like the students are like did you really rely on um, like your experience in, in pre-K and working with students to kind of like, how did, how did the students' little personalities come about? That sort of came from um, my son, honestly, my son, whenever I was writing lesson learned, my son was around the age of, you know, these, he was a sixth grader and these are fifth graders. Um, and then um, I just kind of took bits and pieces of like a, things that I've been through with him. And then I've also worked at a, a summer day camp with that age, you know, so pre-K and fifth grade, like they're, they're a lot different, you know, but I did have a little bit of experience working with some of these older kids, you know, and it, it's a whole different world, <laughs> you know, and they're, they're just a little sassy sometimes. And, um, you know, Bentley, I mean, I think I have, I have these fifth graders cussing <laughs> on like page three of this book, you know, it's a little different than pre-K, yeah. but yeah, a lot of it was for my son. Yeah, it's very, it's very authentic, though. Um, I work in education, too. I've been in education for 23 years. Um, mm -hmm. So, like, that's part of why I was, like, so drawn to it to the be at the beginning is because there's, there's not a lot of books out there that focus on education and teachers and especially things that are happening, yeah. like, in the school. Like, there may be a character that's a teacher, but you don't really see the day-to-day interactions in the school yeah. in the school building um so it's it's been it's been fun and while i work um in the high school level um you know mm. fifth grade is really not that different from 10th grade um <laughs> right really isn't and so it's it it has been fun to really see um a book that focuses on teachers and you see them in their classrooms and you you see them mm -hmm. interacting with the students and 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 just that dynamic of what it's like to to be a teacher because it's 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 um it's a hard job it's a hard profession and um oh yeah and and to know yeah. that the teachers rely on each other no not necessarily that every teacher across the hall is going to end up you know getting together with the with mm -hmm. that teacher <laughs> but right. it, but but it does it does <laughs> highlight how how close knit the teachers have to become with each other to kind of help and support each other through it. Right. And I, I tried to portray their day to day as accurately as I could. Um, I do think there's probably some inaccuracies. Like I, I don't think teachers get as much prep time as Sarah and Owen got. I'm like, are these people always in the teacher's lounge? They're like <laughs> going to each other's classes or like, why are they in the coffee room talking for half an hour? Where are their kids? You know, but I'm hoping people kind of look at those details a little bit. <laughs> well, that's, that's the perk about fiction. It's like the, the suspension of disbelief. Like you have, you have the right. Awesome. But it's just something you can just add in there. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. So obviously we did kind of uh, mention briefly earlier about your playlist and the fact that you had quite a few Taylor Swift references. Um, I'm yeah. guessing you're quite a, a quite a big Swifty. Of course, yes. <laughs> I'm so excited for her her next album that's going to come out here in a couple months. <laughs> so, did she kind of inspire you a lot during the writing? Is that kind of what, with the references, or is it just that you had kind of her songs on in the background a lot when you were writing? 
I, I definitely listened to her a lot while I was writing. Um, I know some authors just, they say that they can't listen to music at all, or they have to listen to like instrumental music or they get distracted, but I'm, I'm the opposite. Like I've, I've got to have Taylor Swift or um, sometimes like Noah Khan or just whatever I'm listening to at the time. Um, and then that ends up, sometimes it can kind of inspire the scene a little bit. And then okay. I'll find myself listening to the same songs over and over. And I'm like, okay, this, this has to go in the playlist. And I sort of did that for the second book too. Like it's going to have an official playlist at the beginning. Just, I had to, and, it, and it's also going to have two Taylor Swift songs on it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it's it's funny because I'm looking at the playlist and you have two Taylor Swift songs on this playlist for Lesson Learned. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You have you have Question and then you have August. And it's funny because I'm sitting, I'm going through these lists um, and I'm like, like, number eight, Jealous by Ingrid Michaelson. Yep, I can see why you'd pick that song to put in there because there's, there's definitely yeah. some moments of jealousy. And, you know, and when you think about uh -huh. that... Um, like I'm excited that Kendall's getting her own story because one of the things, yeah. you know, is, and you put it in, you, I, I do appreciate not, a, not everyone does it. I think we're seeing more and more, but you put in an author's note with a kind of like a trigger warning um, at the very beginning of yeah. the book um, regarding um, um, this little and I'll, I'll just kind of read the short little paragraph. Just please be advised. This book involves a flirty workplace romance. And at times the chemistry and interactions between Owen and Sarah may escalate to an intensity level that blurs the boundaries into an emotional affair, a topic I'm aware can spark a little controversy. So talk to us a little bit about, about that. Um, you know, because like, I don't, I like it for me, like the trigger warnings are great, but it's like, it, it never turns me off to books. Um, but then, but so it doesn't trigger anything, but it makes me feel bad for some of the characters. But also as an author, you want your readers to feel emotionally about characters, whether you're happy for them or you feel bad for them or you hurt for them. So um, talk a little bit about why um, you, you kind of, one, put that trigger in there, like that warning in there, and then kind of what, I don't know, just kind of talk to me about that. Talk to sure. Well, it actually didn't dawn on me in the beginning when I when I when I had had the finished manuscript. It didn't really dawn on me that I needed to have that kind of trigger warning. I just thought, I, I don't even know if I realized it was an emotional affair. Which, like now looking back, that like that's pretty obvious. Like they're doing some things here that are really crossing the line. You know, the flirting, the texting, the touching. You know, it's an emotional affair. And it wasn't until my my editor actually pointed out to me. She was like, "Hey, like." this is kind of cheating adjacent behavior. This is an emotional affair. You might have some romance readers that have a problem with this. And I'm just like, oh, you know, and I just didn't realize it was going to be that controversial. And so I did put the author's note at the beginning and I still, I think maybe I was a little bit naive about it. I still thought, okay, the warnings there, people are going to be, they're going to see that. And if they, if they are totally turned off by it, they're not going to read the book. Um, but I, I have had some negative feedback about that. Some people just, weren't really a big fan of the way that Sarah and Owen, both of them behaved, you know, there's times in the book where both of them are, are with somebody else, yet they're still engaging in this flirty behavior, you know, she scratches his back, you know, in the, in the teacher's lounge. And um, I don't want to give too much away, but there's a scene where they, they get really close and there's kind of an almost kiss there or like, or, or they're close enough where they could have kissed, you know, and I think that made some readers uncomfortable knowing that both of them, 
have somebody at home waiting for them, you know, and, and I can see where that would rub some people the wrong way. But I also try to portray it realistically because I, I do think that a lot of workplace romances start out this way. Um, and they're, they're realistic, flawed characters, you know, and I, I hate that that, that makes people kind of hate them. You know, I've had some people say that they um, are unlikable, you know, but, and I just feel like they, they made some mistakes. They have some flaws, you know, but that's just, that's just part of who they are. They both learn from it. They both feel a little bit of shame about their behavior, you know, and they, they try to fix it until they ultimately decide, okay, we've got a really strong connection here. We belong together. I think that's what makes it a romance good is when you have like the flawed characters because mm-hmm. not everything is kind of sunshine and roses and perfect. So, I mean, right. I guess unfortunately with any book, you're always going to get like the those who are against something in the book, even if it's kind of perfect happily ever after, they're going to say, oh, it's too perfect. Oh, it's like, yeah. this isn't realistic. Yeah. <laughs> so, But no, I, th- I think that's one thing I really did like. I liked the kind of how how raw it was at times how kind of it's almost like the characters opened themselves up and you saw you saw their flaws and just made it all the more realistic and away from the whole perfect cliche love story yeah thank you so speaking of of kind of love stories and romances are there any writers so it could be romance writers it could be any genre are there any writers that have particularly inspire you or that kind of you used as inspiration um I'm honestly mostly inspired by fellow indie authors and I, I think since I have self-published I think I read probably 90 95 percent indie now um and, and not that there's anything wrong with traditional publishing I still read some of those books but just those are the authors that I'm connecting with online and we, we read each other's books and just kind of celebrate each other's successes so that is honestly who i find inspiration from you know authors like ali samberts and um jillian meadows and katie golightly and then also i have a a friend jackie egan she writes romanticy which is not quite the genre that i'm into you know but it's just been great to connect with all of these authors and be inspired by them (laughs) okay fantastic yeah we always we love to kind of get as many indie authors on the show to kind of help promote their work and it I just find it really interesting seeing the different styles especially with with indie um so yeah that's that's really good to hear what are you uh, what are you reading at the moment um right now I'm actually getting ready to read Jackie Egan's book um it's called Soul Snatcher that's next on my list um I, I have a huge TBR pile because whenever I'm writing I find it really hard to read I just I don't know. I can't separate my mind from what I'm what I'm currently working on to what I'm reading. So I have a lot of books to get caught up on. Um, I think I heard you guys talking about Emily Henry um, on a different episode, maybe. Um, and I I have so many Emily Henry books on my TBR. I'm I'm trying to get through those. So I don't know. The pile just keeps growing. <laughs> Well, you know, our last episode was actually about never-ending TBR lists because it, they <laughs> yeah. are there. We just continually add. Uh, but, yeah, we we are huge supporters of indie authors. Um, and it's, it's like, through doing this podcast now for um, a couple years, it's we've learned and met so many amazing people and, and writers and been exposed to so many great stories that, you know, awesome. you know, it, you just want everyone to be able to know, Hey, indie authors, 
authors. They exist yeah. and here they are and read mm -hmm. their stuff. And, um, and so it's just, and it is, it is quite, quite a community because we'll, we'll have authors yeah. reach out to us and they'll say, Oh, I'm friends with so-and-so who was on your show. And we're like, Oh, and so it's just like, <laughs> it, it's, it's a really cool, uh, community that I know we're, we're really excited to kind of be, be part of and help support and help get the word out and, and, you know, information about books out. So yeah, we, we love that. Yeah, that's awesome. So Thank tell you for us supporting indie authors. Absolutely. <laughs> indie authors, indie bookstores, like we're all about the indies. Yeah. Um, indie Indiana Jones, um, you know. Indiana Woods. <laughs> 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 See, exactly. Um, all right. So tell us, um, obviously, you're, you said that this, your series is going to be a five book series. So book two is getting ready to be released. So I'm going to assume that you're probably in the process of book three. So tell us just a little yes. bit about what your what your writing process is like some people are outliners some people just word vomit on the on the paper and then figure it out later <laughs> what is kind of like your your writing process I I'm definitely an outliner um if I if I try to just write and, and you know just let it flow it just turns into a mess I think like I I have to keep it organized so I, I always start with an outline just kind of like a loose outline which turns into kind of like a breakdown of each chapter, you know, which breaks down like each scene. And then every time I, I pass through the outline, I'm kind of adding more dialogue, more, mm -hmm. more details, more like actual snippets. And then when I feel like I have a pretty good fleshed out book, then I'll go through and then I'll actually go through and um, write it in chronological order. But I, I definitely start with a, a solid outline. I have to. <laughs> is it like a paper pen, pencil outline or is it a digital no. outline? Is it a no, sticky noteboard? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, sometimes I'll write down with paper and pen, like if I have nothing else handy. Um, but I normally stick to like I outline in Google Docs, just so that I can do it on my phone. Like sometimes I'm, I'm in bed and just have to grab my phone. And that way I can access the same document that I have on my laptop. Um, but then when I actually write, I do it in Microsoft Word. But yeah, Google Docs is my go to for outlining. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. So um I'm guessing, obviously, you, you talked about previously you tried to get a, a YA series uh, kind of off the ground. We mm -hmm. didn't really come to anything. But this is something we ask quite a lot of our indie authors. How many unpublished and half-finished books do you have? Is it like a whole um, kind of box full? <laughs> it, that's hard to answer. I have so many stories that I have started that just kind of really didn't go anywhere, didn't amount to anything. I mean, I would probably say it's like 20 or 30 I don't even know if that's accurate, but that sounds right. But I, I've just, I've tried so many books and, and things that just, just something didn't click. And I don't know why, but when I sat down to write Lesson Learned, it just, something clicked and I was able to finish it in three months. But yeah, there's probably 20 or 30 unfinished books out there. <laughs> do you ever see yourself or do you see yourself ever going back to any of those and, and seeing if you can yeah. make something happen with them? I think so, because now I've kind of figured out how my writing process worked, like how I described that I do that outlining, you know, going chapter by chapter and scene by scene. Now that I sort of figured out how to write a book and how to get it done, I'm, I've been revisiting some of those old books or manuscripts that I, I never finished and maybe they'll be out there in a few years. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Did you always want to be an author? Yeah, I started writing at a really young age, just writing little stories. Um, we got a computer in the 90s um, and just, I mean, I never looked back. I always just 
wrote little stories that I just showed to my mom and dad, you know, and, um, and then when I was a teenager, I wrote a whole lot of Harry Potter fanfic. <laughs> I feel like a lot of authors. I mean, he didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so has this romance always been the genre, your kind of go-to genre when it comes to writing? Yeah. Um, is that kind of yeah. like your? Yeah. Even even when I was a kid, and it's so funny, I have um, a really old Instagram reel, um, and I might have posted it to TikTok as well, where I found one of the stories that I wrote, actually wrote on, on paper when I was, I think, in second grade. And it was about a boy showing up in a limo and, like, taking me, I guess I was the main character, and, uh, taking me on a date. And it was just so romantic and, like, poked our heads through the sunroof. And I'm like, so romance has always been a part of my stories ever since I was a kid. And <laughs> It always will be. <laughs> and is that reflected in what you read? Do you tend to go, is that your kind of go-to comfort yeah. read genre as well? Yeah, most of the time. Every once in a while, I'll want to read a thriller just because I want to feel scared or try something different. Um, but if it can have a romantic subplot, it's even better. <laughs> Especially if you're about to start Soul Snatcher. Um, yeah. Not, not, you know, if that's a romance book... Let me know uh-huh. how it goes and how it ends because <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that, that, that could go either, either way. Um, yeah, so really how, <laughs> how does, how does your, um, your husband and your son feel about, about you? Like, I'm sure they support you, but like, um, have yeah. they, have they read the books? Probably not your son because he's probably what, like eighth grade now, maybe he's a, he's a seventh grader, seventh yeah. grader. Um, yeah, well, my my husband he he he's the one who hears all of my ideas before they're even written, and um, it's so funny because I have to rely on him for some things. Like especially in my my second book, there is a scene where there's where Owen and Mason and a couple other guys are at a bachelor party, and I'm just like, okay, you need to tell me how do guys talk when they're out alone? Like, so he gives me, he gives me a lot of insight and he is actually the Aww. one who came up with the name stem for the win for Owen's podcast. Oh. I had a different name. idea. Oh, when I, came wow. up. Um, I can't remember what name I came up with, but it was not that good. And we were just kind of, you know, shooting ideas off of each other. He was like, what about stem for the win? I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> I have to use that. Thank you. And so I credited him um, actually in the acknowledgements of the book for that. Um, and as far as my son, he really wants to read the spicy scenes and <laughs> and I'm not, he knows what it is, you know, he knows, he knows what happens, you know, but I'm still not comfortable with him reading that just because, you know, one, his mom wrote it, you know, and two, like, I mean, especially the scene with um, Owen and Sarah with the, the podcast desk, uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like it's really detailed and I would be really uncomfortable to know that my 12 year old read that. Um, and maybe he, maybe he has grabbed the book off the shelf and read it. I don't know. I just, yeah, <laughs> it's not. Well, if he's read it, at least he hasn't said anything to you about it. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so oh, funny. But that's awesome that he, that that's just hilarious. It's like what a typical 12 year old boy thing uh-huh. to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. So, um, one of kind of one of the biggest questions we ask every um, author who comes on the show is if you could give any, um, any piece of advice to an aspiring author, what would it be? Oh gosh, I guess it would just be, 
and, and this is so like, I feel like people hear this all the time, but just keep writing, just keep going because, you know, I went for so long thinking I'm never going to finish a book. I, I've been trying this for years and I just, I'm never going to finish a book, but you know, maybe if you're, if you, you're trying it and it's not working out, you haven't completed anything. You know, for me, that was my issue. Just maybe switch it up a little bit. Like I said, I was, I was writing YA and I switched to adult contemporary. So maybe if it's not working out, just maybe switch things up a little bit, write a different genre. Maybe, maybe you're just writing the wrong things. I don't know. That's what I would try to do. <laughs> oh, the audio cut out. I can't hear you guys. Yeah, Holly, you've, you've muted. Oh, that was just oh, me because uh, I muted myself. <laughs> okay. And, you know, I'm okay. back to, to 2020, you know, technology <laughs> where it's like everybody forgot to unmute themselves. Um, so, yeah. um, but I'm unmuted. I figured it out. Um, so Lesson Learned is available now. It's in paperback um, and Kindle. Is there an audio available for that? No, not yet, but I have been talking to somebody. I've been talking to a narrator um, who has actually just been a fan of the book for a long time, and we've just connected online. Um, so that might be something that happens in the future. I really want it to happen, so we'll see where that goes. <laughs> All right. Well, for right now, it's it's available um, ebook and paperback, and then Love Lessons comes out March 29th. I believe is the yes. date and it will be available yeah. on Kindle and paperback as well. Yes. Awesome. Um, and pre-order is, it's not available for pre-order quite yet though, right? No, um, just the ebook. I don't have the paper book, paperback available for pre-order yet, but they can pre-order the ebook if they'd like. Fantastic. All right. So check it out support katie k wood and her series it is a super super fun series about educators and and the nonsense and shenanigans of 10 and 11 year old kids <laughs> um, so it's super yeah. fun and i believe uh love lessons they're younger kids i think mason doesn't yeah. mason teach younger kids because yeah. uh owen um, and sarah well, did ten, did fifth grade yeah well kendall is a kindergarten teacher um, and oh, Mason's she, Mason's the dad of one yeah. of her students. That's yeah. what it was. Mason's a, a single dad, and his his daughter's in Kindle's class. Which they they do not know this. They've been talking. They connected on Tinder. They've been talking. And uh, if people have read the first book, they know how Kindle is, and they know she's um, really generous with sending out photos, um, spicy photos, okay. <laughs> um, which she has sent to Mason. And then he walks into um, her classroom on the teacher night, oh. and they're just like, oh no. <laughs> So that's kind of the whole setup, pretty, the whole setup uh, of that book. Pretty looking forward to reading that. I know. I can't wait to, <laughs> to see that that little in interaction with them. <laughs> uh, uh, just yeah, before we go to the final game, the final game, uh, we do mm -hmm. need to mention, which we haven't before, the Indieverse Awards. We haven't done our little oh, shout out. Our um, Awards. So the submissions are open now for the next for what, only a few more days left. Um, when this drops, I think it's three more days left to submit. So just a reminder, the Indieverse Awards are there to promote indie authors, indie um, book bloggers, indie uh, publishers, a whole variety of indie um, kind of areas of indie, including indie book podcasts. So if what? people want to <laughs> submit, their, submit their best book podcast, uh, then then just go to indieverseawards.com and you've got until February the 29th to submit your, your submissions. Yeah. So, and we are huge supporters again of indie, indie everything. So, 
Um, right. So definitely, yeah. So go on there. So Katie, go on there, check it out. Um, it's it's pretty it's will. pretty cool. Um, all right, I believe then that it's time for either or. Dun, 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 dun. Dun. Boy, here we go. <laughs> yeah, <now. laughs> okay, so it's the same as always. Uh, we have two choices, and you can only pick either or. No explaining, Holly. <laughs> I'll <laughs> try. <one> <laughs> um, this is based around kind of on your book and on the setting of your book, um, just because we always do it kind of the theme of the show. So if we go uh, Katie, Holly, then me in the order of answers. Uh, so are you all ready ready i'm ready okay uh study or party um party <laughs> <laughs> i probably study party <laughs> okay so uh, when you guys are failing your classes you can come and i'll help you <laughs> cool. sounds good um choir choir concert or school play um, concert. I would say play. Yeah, I'd say play. Uh, hard classes or easy classes? Easy classes. <laughs> <laughs> hard classes, because again, I'm studying all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably say hard classes just for the challenge. Um, clubs or sports? Oh, clubs for sure. I'd probably do sports. I did, I did sports in high school, yeah. I'm shocked. Okay, I'm going to say clubs. <laughs> I don't know if I should be insulted <laughs> by that. Are you going to seem a sporty guy? I mean, like, your husband's sporty, but just... I played field hockey. I was a cheerleader. Um, yeah. But how many sports do you play now? I'm old now with children. <laughs> <laughs> Things are different now. Yeah, you're just exactly. I was also a, I was a gymnast for eleven years, um, yeah. but then oh, I got old. I got married. I had kids. They ruin your life. No, I'm just kidding. I love my children. Now you're just a book nerd. I'm just a book nerd. <laughs> um, like school versus hate school. Oh, like school. I like school too. Hate school. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um gardening or school newspaper school newspaper um school newspaper absolutely school newspaper yeah school newspaper writing or drawing comics writing 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 of course <laughs> these are really easy ones to be fair english or maths uh english <laughs> Really? Math, clearly. clearly it's math for me. No, absolutely 0% math. Um, it would totally be English. English for me as well. Okay, this could be an interesting uh, to see what Holly says, but English teacher or sports coach? Uh, English teacher. I don't think this is fair because I, <laughs> I, I was an English teacher for 14 years. <laughs> <laughs> but your um, husband is basically a sports coach, so and I, and I also coach. coached. You're going I, against your husband. Yeah, I also coached. <laughs> um, but I would, if I had to pick between only being able to do one, I would, I would totally pick English teacher. English teacher. And final question, the big one: Eli or Owen? <laughs> 
That's a really easy one. Um, Eli. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, <laughs> You know, I'm going to obviously pick Owen, but I would, you know, I would love to see Eli have his, 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 I don't know if it's redemption or, you know, I feel like he's a butthole um, and a jerk. I don't know. I just, I guess then I just why hold out. Like redemption? I don't know. I just hold I, I out. I try hope. not to reveal. Okay. I try not to say too much about my future books, but Eli is going to make an appearance in a future book and he's going to, he, he'll sort of redeem himself. He's going to have a moment. We'll just okay. say that. Eli's going to have a moment where we're not totally going to hate him anymore. I feel like he at least deserved that. He doesn't quite get a happily ever after, but he's going to have a moment. Okay. So you'll get that. Okay, good. <laughs> I, mean, it's, it's really, I mean, it's really funny. If she wants to see his redemption, I just want to see karma. Oh. <laughs> I want to see, like, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know, maybe just like a, a minor accident or just like a... <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Had his he, heart broken. He did have his heart broken, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gracious. All right. So, 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 so what are you saying, Owen? Are you, did you say Owen, Liz? Is that your pick? Sounds like you're going to pick Eli. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, no, 100% Owen. Nothing. No, 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 no. Definitely not to Eli. So then can I th- can I add a bonus one in there? We've never done a bonus one. Sure. Oh. Um, Kendall versus Sarah. Oh, gosh. I know. That's hard because that's your two main characters of your two yeah. books. They're, yeah, they're my babies. Um, <laughs> I can't get- Right now, like I, I, Kindle has been on my mind because I've been writing about her, so I'd probably say Kindle, but I can't really choose. They're both my babies. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, it's like picking between children. Um, I get that. So I have yet to read Love Lessons, so um, I have to base it off of right now um, the first, the mm-hmm. first book, and I, I would also pick Kindle. Yeah, I'd say Kendall because she just seems to. Have, she's so like kind-hearted, even after everything happens. I'm not going to say any events yeah. with spoilers, but after everything happens, <laughs> she's still lovely and nice and friendly. Like she still gets along with people. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm glad that you you think that. That's awesome. <laughs> and I think that's part of why, like, I connected with her too. Is like I just you know. I wanted just to give her a big hug and like tell her I'm like it'll be okay yeah. and um yeah you know. it's yeah. all gonna work out <laughs> yeah you'll get your happy ending yay <laughs> <laughs> <I'm okay. laughs> all right well Katie thanks for playing along see it wasn't bad it's always super fun <laughs> yeah that wasn't too bad at all <laughs> um, all right so before we head off um air can you just tell everyone where they can find you on social media how they can access your information in your books sure, sure. well um i live on instagram <laughs> that's where you can find me um at author katie kwood um my website is author katie um i'm on tiktok and threads also but Instagram's kind of my go-to yeah um, I would I would agree with that one. Um, all right, Liz, where can people find you? Well, yes, so Instagram is Lizzie's Little Book Nook and website Lizzie's Little Book Nook dot co dot uk. And Holly, how about you? 
on Instagram. I'm azdesert underscore bookworm and my website is azdesertbookworm.com. No, www again. Two two episodes in a row. <laughs> I got everyone like yells at me whenever I put the W, say the www. I just love the way you say www. So see, now it's become my thing. So I should probably start saying it again. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so just a reminder, check out um, Lesson Learned by Katie Kaywood. It is book one. It is available now. Love Lessons will be released uh, March 29th, so just in a couple weeks, about another month. Um, check it out. Great romance, um, workplace, teachers. It's super fun characters. You won't regret it. We will be back. Liz and I will be back um, March 18th for our next book club episode. Uh, Liz, you... you look surprised at that date you didn't know we we talked <laughs> no, about I this date okay i'm like i'm like i'm not surprised you I, need with that to, I need to read the book but yeah, yeah it's three no. weeks away um but we'll be back with our book club episode oh, we will be discussing me. everyone in my family has killed someone um by i believe benjamin stevenson i just finished it over the weekend like friday i think pretty interesting book so, um so. I know. And don't forget, of course, to get your Indiverse Award nominations in for the Best Book Podcast alongside other uh, other award nominations. Absolutely. Uh, Indiverseawards.com. And you've got two more days left, so get them in. That's right. All right. Well, we will return in about three weeks. Until then, happy reading. Happy reading. Happy reading.